0: everyone my name is soap Corcoran um, this is don't be a stranger episode 3 now I'm here with a very special guest today once again um, dr. John Pierce thank you so much again for meeting with me on this beautiful day today um, how are you doing
1: I'm doing great I'm thrilled to be here this is a beautiful setup uh, happy to chat
0: that means um, a lot knowing that we have like uh, people come down here and they're like oh um, that's all you guys, like, have. And <laughs> we're just kind of like, yeah, like, one pair of headphones and a mixer and, like, a box. Um, I, I know we yesterday I was on um, hold with the help desk for an hour, uh, almost an hour. Um, like, the IT people just trying to get it connected and everything. And they were like, have you tried, like, plugging it in and unplugging it? And I was like, yeah, I've tried that. <laughs> um, so I just kind of wanted to chat with you today about um, – how, how, like, how have you gotten to where you are today? Kind of a really big jump to the beginning of conversation. <laughs> but um, basically, how did you end up here at Jefferson?
1: Uh, it's, it's, it's a long road. Um, bachelor's at St. Joseph's University, uh, right down the road there in mm-hmm. psychology. Went for my master's degree at the University of Nevada, Reno, uh, where I got interested in animal behavior. And I was on a long-term research project that taught sign language to chimpanzees, which was an awful lot of fun. That was four years. University of Florida after that for my Ph.D. And then I did 10 years of postdoc work um, in uh, olfactory research and then in addiction research. Uh, I started here at the university August of 1998. At that time, it was... Philadelphia College of Textiles and Sciences. Yeah, a lot of change, yeah. right? A lot of, this, yeah. I'm on my third name change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was that for my first year, and then, and then it changed to Philadelphia University for whatever it was, 19, 20 years or so. And now, of course, Jefferson.
0: Yeah, um, it seems like you bounced a lot. What made you like want to end up in Philly, going to like Florida and like Vegas and everything <laughs> like that? What made you go? hmm, Philly's the place for me to be at.
1: I think it was mostly family issues. Both uh, my family and my wife's family are based here in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, the Plymouth Meeting area, right now. Down really, down the road. where'd you go to high school? Uh, it's now gone, Bishop Kenrick High School.
0: I would. I went to Carroll, so kind of oh, the okay. archdiocese. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gone to yeah. four different high schools, but I did do a year at Carroll, but kind of in that like archdiocese like yeah, area. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: it's long gone. It, it was Kennedy for or uh, Kendrick for a while. Then mm-hmm. it became Kennedy Kendrick for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as far as I know, it's it's vacant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went there, so we really wanted to move back to the Philadelphia area because of family. Uh, both her family and my family were here. We got to raise our children. Um, uh, in In a family environment, which was nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you had like a second choice, like where would you have ended up?
1: We really enjoyed Reno. Uh, The Mm -hmm. weather was gorgeous. The outdoor was gorgeous. And you wake up in the morning and there's the mountains right there. Uh, You're right close to the desert. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florida was great, but I had very bad allergy issues. I I developed really severe asthma, so I could Mm -hmm. not stay there at that time. I might try it again now that I'm older and my asthma has quieted. <laughs> uh, but but it's, a, it's a nice area.
0: Well, part of Florida. My family in, like, Ocala area. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: I went to Gainesville. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. So yeah. So, what, 40 miles north or yeah, something like that? Right yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah they yeah. moved,
0: like, 10 years ago. But I know, um, like, it was it, like, really hot all the time? I know, like, nothing about Florida. I'm, like, uh. very, <laughs> like, East Coast-based. Like, I'm very, like... New York, New Jersey, Delaware. And like, okay. that's like it for me. Okay.
1: But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is quite warm, and it's quite humid, of course, right, um, which doesn't bother me so much. I, I, I prefer the warmth to the cold, but uh, it could get oppressive. I rode my bike for four years, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I did get a good workout there uh, riding my bike to and from school every day in that hot Floridian sun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I know um one of my professors, I have uh, Michael Shelton. I know that he bikes every single day. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, you could even try picking that up back again here. That's true, right? That's true. Uh,
1: Michael's terrific. He's been around with us for a long time. He teaches a wide variety of courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very involved. Um, Yeah, yeah. He he's been an excellent uh, faculty member for us.
0: Yeah, I have um, addiction and sports bike with him. Oh, two of them. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I have them for two classes, but, um, yeah, I, I also, I literally wrote down, um, Dale Michaels monkey thing, lol, <laughs> 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 um, because I, I will never, uh, like me, it was, uh, we were sitting in counseling and he was like, you guys should ask Dr. Pierce about <laughs> the monkeys and, uh, me and Rin uh, uh, were in counseling together and in physio together and she was like, we should ask him about that. So I just was super curious about, first off, like, your relationship with Dale Michaels, because I know in the psychology CTC, you both are very important in that program, and then especially when I wrote monkey thing, lol, whatever (laughs) that entails (laughs) and anything like that. yeah.
1: Uh, Dale has been a fantastic colleague for many, many years. Boy, I don't even know at this point, 15, 16, 17 years, somewhere around there. He is the one that put together the CTC program. He, He... he designed it. He got uh, the, the application to gain state approval for it. He serves as our coordinator for that. Uh, the two of us have worked to really help grow our program. When I started, our psych program was so small, we were merged with the night school, and we had maybe 34 students.
0: That's crazy. Now we have
1: 120, 130 -hmm. And now we've got four degree options. We've got psych, we've got biopsych, we've got psych CTC, we've got psych OT, uh, we have psych uh, uh, couples and and family therapy, uh, we have connections with the public health department. So uh, we have really built the program substantially over the last couple decades, and and Dale's been an integral part of that.
0: Yeah, um, Uh. because I know I just had uh, Krista Schmidt on the podcast Ah. um, on Tuesday, and she was like, Yeah, I, I had so many like other, you know, opportunities and all that kind of stuff but she was like that the program is what drew me here and you know, I feel like um and then she had talked about how just like like integral it was to her working now and everything like that. And I think it's just so important, especially when it's so when you have psychology and then you have biopsych and all these other like little niches, I think it's great to have a niche like that with counseling and trauma counseling and everything like
1: that. We are we are nationally known. We are one of the very few, one of the very first programs to specialize in, in trauma counseling. Uh, we've had terrific people work for us. Gene Felter helped uh, put put it together and and brought it out of the planning stages into execution. So uh, it's worked really well. I think I think it is one of our strongest features that we have at our university.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, I was doing some research in, the, like, the least creepiest way possible. But I um, saw that you have 50 published papers, 50 and more, on um, sensory perception. And I just, like, was curious, like, why sensory perception? Because I know you teach um, my, our uh, production managers, Kate Moyer, and they ah. have you for um, sensations and perception yep, yep, So yep, yep. I was yep. like, oh, I, I totally want to know, like, why that niche, you okay. know? Okay
1: a good question. Um, I, in fact, designed that course for this university. I'm the one that brought the university to the course. Uh, I did animal behavior work uh, at the master's level and the Ph.D. level, and I developed such bad uh, allergies I couldn't continue with the animals. But what I was doing in Florida was looking at olfactory signals underlying mating behavior in a couple of rodent species. So it was a natural transition to move into um, olfactory research. I worked at the Monell Chemical Census Center for four years uh, in Philadelphia. They are the, the world's premier research institution dedicated to the chemical senses, uh smell and taste. Uh, and I've just had a natural interest in that since then. I, I, I do have extensive publications uh, in, uh, in sensory research, along with some other topics, mostly focusing on olfaction. When I got here, there was an opportunity to join a research program looking at tactile comfort mm-hmm. uh, in in garments, military garments specifically. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, the, it's tough designing military garments because you got to balance comfort with protection, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and that's a delicate balance to achieve. So we were looking at fabrics that had the right amount of protection but we're still comfortable enough to wear long-term, especially in the hot environments in which we find ourselves now, Iraq and um, uh, Afghanistan until mm-hmm. our recent departure and so forth. So yeah. it was a natural transition. I worked on that for about five or six years or so. Uh, that was a great program. We worked with the U.S. Army Center in Natick.
0: That's, wow.
1: Yeah, uh, we w- that was a big-time program. Uh, we had federal funding um, through a couple of different sources. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and unfortunately went by the wayside with retirements and federal cutbacks and all those sorts of things.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting because I had actually um, read about the sensory investigations and everything like that. And I I just think that's so, I guess to dumb it down a little bit, that's so cool to yeah. just like be able to design that and then just do that just off investigating it. And then it's just if was there like a lot of like more scientific stuff involved or like more math stuff involved or anything like that because i'm i'm very like left brain i'm very like <laughs> talking and stuff <laughs> like that so i i was like oh factory like sensor like what is right, that and right, stuff like that right, yeah,
1: yeah. It, you know what was great about it and, and it really highlights what this university does well it was a multidisciplinary approach so we had engineers we had psychologists we had statisticians, we had business people, we had the textile people, the fashion people, uh, the designers. Uh, we were in all sorts of groups and everyone made their own unique contributions. Right? Mm. I did the sensory analysis of, of the comfort of the garments, uh, the, the swatches uh, of materials that they provided to us. It just It worked really well. It was a very smooth running project for a number of years.
0: Yeah, um, and then I guess what made the switch from specifically like animal behavior to that sensory um, perception?
1: Uh, it was mostly driven. Well, it was driven by two things. Uh, one, it's very tough to get funding for animal work, yeah. uh, especially with the animal rights uh, organizations, which I respect greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, it made it difficult. And as I mentioned, I, I developed really bad allergies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, made it very difficult to yeah. work with species. I could have switched to other species, but I decided. You know what? Let's make it a little more applied. Let's bring it to humans and see yeah. what we can do with it.
0: Um, so. What species specifically? Like just like monkeys? And I heard you say rodents and stuff like that.
1: Well, it was chimpanzees, not monkeys. Uh, Sorry, that's yeah, okay. that's <laughs> my, my left brain coming back in
0: again. I that's why I wrote monkey thing. Yeah, I, yeah. monkeys
1: have tails. Chimpanzees do not. Chimpanzees are part of the great apes.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and so the research project that fascinated okay. me. And this was in Reno. I was, you know, I was a college student. I drove. Twenty six hundred miles across the country to go to graduate school to wow. work with these chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the project went on. Oh my goodness, that went on close to twenty years. Wow. Uh, and and you know it was a struggle every year to get the funding, but it was absolutely fascinating to be there with chimpanzees. Yeah. So when I was in uh, Florida, mm-hmm. I worked with two species of voles, which are field mice. Oh yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, one is a monogamous animal species, which is very rare in mammals, and one is polygamous. So we looked at the difference between the monogamous species and the polygamous species in terms of the sensory cues that promoted mating and reproduction.
0: Wow. So what was... So mating, reproduction, and then... uh, I'm just so stuck on the chimpanzee thing. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Um, What did you do with them? I'm just so curious.
1: They... I, I don't know if you know this, but um, for a long time, Reno was known as the divorce capital of the world because it was. I didn't know okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, back when divorce laws were so restrictive, yeah. you could move to, you could move to Nevada, you could mm-hmm. live there six weeks, yeah, and then get a divorce because Reno was uh, Nevada was very flexible that way. Yeah, so they had all these divorce ranches. Mm-hmm. They had all these temporary locations where there were, um, one bedroom apartments and 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 kitchens and all these sorts of things. Yeah, well, that's where the chimpanzees lived. When the, d- when the divorce ranch went out of business, the gardeners bought it. Yeah, uh, There was two chimpanzees at the time, Dar and Tatu. I worked with Dar. Uh, they lived in uh, trailer houses.
0: Wow. And,
1: you know, w- we'd go in and interact with them. We'd yeah. have a four-hour shift.
0: Mm-hmm. We'd
1: hang out. We'd sign back and forth. We'd play games. They loved Chase, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, we'd, we, we'd just hang out. We, there were... Uh, educational moments right where we tried to teach new signs encourage the use of signing and so forth and yeah it was just a lot of fun hanging yeah. out with chimpanzees I'm yeah. so
0: fascinated by that because I think you can a lot like in like an ape at a certain level and then compare it to like a human at a certain level so if, if like an ape is acting a certain way. Can you compare it to like a child or like a, a young teen, nine, ten years old, kind of something like that?
1: Yeah, their their language was certainly not much above what you would get in a, uh, a two-year-old or a three-year-old, but mm-hmm. it was still neat to communicate with them. They are, uh, and I know they have a different public image. Uh, they are very aggressive animals. Uh, yeah, I
0: know. I <laughs>
1: I've got the scars to prove them Oh God! <laughs> your listeners can't see it. but yeah. oh, There's one right there. Oh. Uh, I was in the emergency room twice for chimpanzee chimpanzees. <laughs> chimpanzees wow. yeah, so.
0: that's—I mean, at least you have it to tell the tale, uh, right? I, it was—I yeah.
1: I cherished the time that I had. It wasn't long enough. They did lose their funding. The chimpanzees went to Washington. Wow. Uh, where with Roger Fouts, where um, he was one of the Gardner students, and he continued the work there, mostly based on uh, private funding. Mm-hmm. And I believe both have since passed. So, I think the gardeners and all had. Uh, five or six chimpanzees. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. What are they up to now? They, did they just totally like uh, let it, when they pass away, just let that retire? Or did they start doing it again with like new chimps or anything like that?
1: What Roger did was he took the first chimpanzee named Washoe, probably mm-hmm. the most famous of all, and named after Washoe County in, in Reno. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they had a young infant, Lewis, they watched... The generational transmission of language from one generation to the next. So they would wow. not sign around the baby Lulus. Yeah, they would let Washu, uh, Dar, Tatu, and so forth sign to Lulus, and it was amazing to see Lulus pick up these signs mm-hmm. from other chimpanzees rather yeah. than actively being taught by humans.
0: Yeah, that that is crazy because I know even like some human beings like can't even get signing down. Right, like my right. Um, godson is nonverbal autistic, and to see him try to sign, and then nobody in my family just understand it, and then them try to piece it together, and I even my deaf is e- my aunt is even deaf, so it's like mo- the only one who can understand him is my grandmom wow, So like funny. um, he'll be like oh like like I want like a chip, and hold like my I'm eating the chip, and um. My aunt will be like, oh, what does he want? Does he want a drink or something? And my grandma's, like, already in the cabinet, (laughs) like, ripping (laughs) the chips out and everything like that. So I think that's so fascinating that they have such a high intellectual level because I I had no clue because I'm just kind of, like, floating on by and just kind of, like, oh, animals are animals. Like, I got (laughs) dogs. Like, they're stupid. Like, all they do is, like, go in my closet and eat all my shoes and, like, rip couches apart. And I'm like, oh, they're, like, they can't do anything, like, actual
1: so helpful. I had to learn sign language on the fly, right, when I yeah. started. And, I, I, and I'll and i never forget this. The first time Dar signed to me, he went like this, uh, put one fist up against the other and very rapidly, and then uh, raised his index finger and flipped his ear mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I had no idea what it meant. Mm-hmm. And so he repeated it, and he slowed it down, just like you talk slowly to an infant. Yeah. He went Chase, that's the sign for Chase. Yeah. Dar. Huh. That was his that was his name tag. It was the letter D yeah. in sign language flipped against his ear because he had these big floppy ears. Yeah. So first I was thrilled mm-hmm. that I was able to communicate with the chimpanzee. Yeah. And then I got this sinking sensation when I realized I had just been talked down to <laughs> by a chimpanzee. Yeah. And that was my introduction to graduate school.
0: Yeah, wow. I, I don't even know what that would do to my ego <laughs> personally. Like I don't know how I would feel about that at all. Like, um, I just saw something. I don't know if you know about the movie like Airbud about the dog who plays basketball. <laughs> like I feel like I couldn't that would like for me would be like, Oh, like I'm on my car ride home and I just got beat by Airbud the dog. <laughs> like I feel like that's what I that I would feel like. But I think that's so oh, they're just so smart. And yeah. I, you know, I never like once again, I never read into anything like that. So when I heard Dale Michael say it, I was like, I gotta, I gotta delve into that. I'm, I'm very like, I don't want to say like curious, but like I'm always, always interested to learn about a new type of research or anything like that because I would love to work in animal it behavior.
1: Uh, it was fascinating, and the gardeners, of course, were nationally known. So uh, one one night we had a special meeting with Jane Goodall, who was wow. in, who was in the United States. So we had a private evening. Uh, to chat about her and, and and her experiences, it was just phenomenal. How was that? Because ah, I, I remember amazing.
0: I when I was in like the fourth or fifth grade, I've probably have done like exp- uh, like project on project about Jane Goodall. So that must have been incredible. Uh,
1: she is, uh, she is absolutely phenomenal. She did of course her animal research. Now she's moved on to bigger issues of conservation mm-hmm. and and so forth. But very down to earth, very soft spoken, uh, but very. She's got a presence about her, uh, a, a firmness about her. Um, boy, to think of what she did at that time to go over to Africa mm-hmm. <laughs> by herself, yeah, uh, and and start this research project that continues now, fifty some years later, is just yeah, astonishing.
0: That is, like, so fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, you know, to have a household name like that and then be doing it on your own and then having her probably come in and just talk with you guys was probably such a like, great experience yeah, to have. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really incredible. They were great times. Yeah. Um,
1: graduate school, to me, is a time to explore. Explore different fields. Explore different areas of the country. Right? Yeah. Reno is so different from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, get to meet different people. Have great experiences. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I cherished graduate school. Uh, probably even more than undergraduate.
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. I know I'm in the CTC program, and I was a pharmacy student at one point, but then I took um, organic chemistry and was like, (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to go, like, crazy. I was taking, like, organic chemistry on physics on, um, I forget what the other one was, on, like, anatomy, and I was never, like, a poor student in high school or anything like that, but, like, for some reason, like, that was, like, a wake-up call for me where I have to take these, like... Classes with matching labs and anything like that when I used to just in high school like fly by on the seat of my pants not study not do anything like that and um I started branching out and I talked to Kate and Kate's in the CTC program and they were like um it is just so interesting and so like they were telling me about physio and then counseling and with pharmacy it's just um figuring out, like, what pills work with what person and kind of, like, that psychopharmacy is kind of what I think I was more interested in anyways. So, and then sitting in physio and then now learning about how the brain works and why it does this and why it does that, and it just finally feels like it's just clicked for me. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, and um, I know even with um, Rin, who was in nursing, like, we talk about it all the time, about how it just feels like there's just, like, a click that goes off in your head where you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But ever since I started school, I've <coughs> been, um, I've been um, saying I'm going to be a uh, medical botanist. But I really would love to work in medical marijuana because I feel like during I, I was I graduated high school in 2021, but when I was picking college, it was right during the pandemic, and everybody was talking about how like this is the new and upcoming form of medicine, and for some reason that just fascinates me about how you can grow something and then it can help so many people and I'm like with big pharma and everything like that that's another reason why I wasn't really in a pharmacy I was like oh do I really want to like sit at a counter and be like oh like here's your insulin it's $899 yeah And I, but I think doing something like that in grad school like we have that like cert so that's definitely something I'm ready to explore in grad school a little bit
1: you know so I you know I teach a course in psychopharmacology uh, and I started the course. It was 2001, I think, was the first year. 2000, 2001, somewhere around that. And the one of the students in that very first offering mm-hmm. uh, graduated, and she went and founded a medical marijuana farm.
0: Really? In
1: Northern California.
0: That's crazy. She is arguably
1: one of the most successful students I have ever had.
0: That's crazy. We've had,
1: uh, you know, five or six that have gone on to medical school and have become physicians. So obviously, they've done very well. I have one who's a Actress up in uh, Broadway. Um, really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. But but Marissa started wi- wi- with her um, husband um, Scott started a medical marijuana farm and became nationally known in the field. So much so they don't even grow anymore. They're just consultants as how to grow it. Wow. So yeah. She has promised me at some point. Uh, she's gonna develop a strain, and she's gonna name it after me. So that is such <laughs> a
0: memorable way to like appreciate you. That I I just think how that makes me feel like a little bit more hopeful that it's just because when I ever d- tell my mom about it, she's like, oh, like whatever, it just pop blah 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 blah, and then I have to like be like, well, like no, and have to explain, you know, all the different kind of things. But um, I think. Do you know what part of California?
1: She was in northern California. She was up in the mountains, up in the uh, way north of San Francisco, like three, four hours north of San Francisco. So
0: all the way, like near Washington a Yes, bit. it yeah. was just
1: south of the Washington border. Washington, of course, has medical marijuana now as well. She was just right. south of the Washington border. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still lives there. I should know the name of the town. I can't think of it. Is it Hawthorne? Maybe it's Hawthorne. And we, you know, she calls me every year on my birthday, which is fabulous. I call her every year on her birthday, which just reminded me I missed it. It was April 2nd, so i got to call her. (laughs) Give her a call this week,
0: yeah. (laughs) I'll have to
1: call her this week and say, ah, sorry. Um, But, yeah, we we keep in touch. Uh, She's just doing wonderfully well.
0: That is, I just am astounded by how, like, it's such a new and upcoming field, but then you have people who have been doing it for years and, you know, I think even just for me, I'm very, oh, I, you know, I see what I see, and I want to just like jump on it. So, um, in the psycho farm class, do you know by chance like what made her think like you know what maybe medical marijuana or like was she what program was she in like was that her goal from the beginning? Uh,
1: she was a biopsych yeah. um, uh, major, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, and she's very candid about this, uh, she did some um, self experimentation with yeah. <laughs> just about every drug you could think of during yeah. the high school and college years. So mm-hmm. she was very knowledgeable about these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I, we did talk, uh, you know, we, we, we talked for about a week or so, week and a half, on, on, on marijuana issues. And, and I think that did help. I think she had the idea beforehand. Uh, but They just said, let's go. They were park rangers, and they're like, no, let's go. And, and so they tried it. Uh, just took that big that big step forward
0: oh my gosh that just makes me like dream like even bigger like i have so many like fake jobs i'm like ready like i have so many like screenplays i've written just like in my like desk drawer and i also have like different like plots of land in like denver like right outside of denver and colorado because um i've just been so set on that so because i've i totally um think a park ranger would also be another like career i can just like now like write down on my like list of like Jobs I could possibly have in the next 15 20 years, but um, that is, that is so astounding. I think mm-hmm. it's even funnier that she's gonna name a strain after you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> very, very, very funny. So, yeah. look
1: for the Dr. John strain at yeah. some point at the local <laughs> marijuana bar near yeah, you, yeah,
0: some dispensary in the middle of like Philadelphia. <laughs> I'll keep my eye out,
1: I'll have to ask her about it. I gotta call her, I yeah.
0: forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also saw, um something about the Lab for Engineered Human Protection. Was that the military investigation? That that was the military study, yeah. Yeah.
1: That was a collaboration between our university and the U.S. Army Center in Natick. They have an amazing sensory research team up there. Mm -hmm. And they investigate all sorts of things. They investigate garments, but they also investigate smell and taste. Because, you know, one of the problems with the military is you can never get them to eat while they're out in the field. The The food just doesn't look very good. Yeah. So they had to investigate the best way to... Present the food. That's mm-hmm. why we have those ready-to-eat meals now. They yeah. help put those together. Improve the sensory qualities of the food. Because um, it's it's a constant struggle getting military to eat properly out in the field.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just was uh, curious, like, on top of that, um, are you currently researching anything right now? Like, do you have any current research interests that you've expanded on or want to expand on? I
1: have lots of research interests. Uh, at the moment, what I've been working on, I—, I taught the advanced research course mm-hmm. for 22 years, mm-hmm. and so I've been actively involved in student research projects, okay. and so I've worked on getting those presented at conferences and published papers, Okay, so uh, that's been my real focus. I don't have an independent research line at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, my work has become very administrative with running the, par- yeah, the program. Yeah, totally. So all my publications uh, in the last five, ten years or so have been mostly the student work that has mm-hmm. been good enough to publish.
0: Yeah. Um, what kind of conferences, usually?
1: We present mostly at local student conferences. Yeah. We one have one here at Jefferson. There's one every year at St. Joe's. Uh, we have gone to national conferences. We've gone to taking student work to... New York, D.C., Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and uh, international conferences. We've taken students' work to uh, Vienna, wow, to uh, Paris, mm-hmm. and to Amsterdam.
0: Wow, that's yeah. like all over. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it was fabulous. It was supposed to be in Brussels. Mm-hmm. two years ago and then it got shut down for the pandemic unfortunately
0: have they restarted everything back up by now they
1: have restarted it it was in brussels this year i did miss it, it was the first time i've missed the conference um so hopefully in two years we'll go again
0: yeah that sounds like such an amazing experience yeah. for it, not only the students but for you and then just having being able to help students like pose their research like do you have any That you've read that have just like stuck with you, or any like proposals or anything like that, or research?
1: What fascinates me about the proposals and the classes, right? These are student projects. They're not doing my research. They've come up with the idea Mm -hmm. and they've gone and run with it. So the first one we published was two students who looked at death anxiety. Wow. And all of the factors that affect it, Uh, you know, religion and gender and these sorts of issues. It turns out one of them apparently was plagued by death anxiety throughout high school, and she wanted to know if other students had the same experience, so they researched it. We've looked at the college adjustment process coming Mm -hmm. from high school to college. You mentioned you had no difficulties at all in high school. Yeah,
0: and then you go to school, and you're (laughs) like, uh, nothing that I ever (laughs) thought would happen.
1: It is a different world, certainly. Yeah. Um, And so we looked at that. Uh, One fellow looked at... The use of marijuana to help PTSD in mm-hmm. army veterans.
0: Yeah, that's a um, a pretty common one with medical marijuana, yeah. is like PTSD and yeah. uh, trauma related. So m- he, d- yeah. d-
1: he he collaborated with the veterans hospital grandma's Philadelphia.
0: Really, my grandma works at the one in Coatesville. She like ah. runs the whole place. Her, and wow. my, aunt. yeah, she does a lot of stuff for a lot of the vets there. Oh,
1: that's fabulous! Yeah. So if you do the advanced research, you might think about work yeah, there.
0: Knock on her door. There you go. She'll be like, well, you want to open a vein next or something <laughs> like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was in collaboration with the University of Pennsylvania, and they were great. They had mm-hmm. this extensive database, so he was able yeah. to look at these things. Uh, the one project that's probably got the most uh, public press. Was a student who w- uh, looked at bodily changes and reactions to stress and anxiety in the world. So, okay. uh, getting a new hairstyle, dyeing your hair, getting tattoos, ear pier- or piercings of all sorts, and so forth. Uh, that was very well done work. Yeah. Uh, most recently, we looked at factors related to consumer consumption. So, been a, it's been a, w- what's nice has been a wide variety of issues. Yeah, yeah, that
0: sounds like a really like full span, and I think. That's what um, – I know um, What when we have this – not that it's anything similar. we have a station, we have a lot of issues with, like, getting students engaged. And I feel like that's also, um, like, an issue with a lot of the classes here, like, getting kids to, like, raise their hands and, like, ask questions. So I feel like it takes, like, a lot of guts to just be, like, this is what I want to do this specific research on. So I always have, like, a lot of kudos to people who are just able to craft up something as a proposal and then go and do the research and do the experiments because they take usually six months to a year.
1: Uh, we we ask the proposal to be put together in the junior year in the event in the research methods class, and then uh, and they can work over the summer, and and then in the fall is is when they'll actually do the research itself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, of course, comes all the work of presentations and posters and publications and all mm-hmm. that. So it yeah. does take a commitment. Yeah,
0: and I um, so I just wanted to chat. I know you had um come here at when it was the textile school and I mean our radio station is pretty like Philly U like aligned you know like we like to really stick to our roots a lot and I just was curious if you had found that more people were engaged when it was Philly U versus when it was Jefferson it's
1: an interesting question I do think there was there was a great student affiliation to the Philadelphia University name yeah we were uh, at the time a smaller university. Mm-hmm. So Jefferson comes in, and of course, they've got all the considerable resources that we did not have, like yeah. internet um, uh, databases and, and, and so forth. I do think they've put more money into student involvement campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at sporting events the, um, the crowds have been the same.
0: Yeah, I've I've even like know like I know personally like I don't really like go right. to it. I do like um like basketball, but then I think about like oh, do I really want to go sit in a gym with a bunch of people on like a seven o'clock Thursday right. game? Right. You know. So I think even for me, but that also could just be like the pandemic. I yeah. It certainly
1: could have been the pandemic, right? People yeah. developed different ways of coping through the pandemic. And yeah. It's tough to get them to return back totally. to it. Uh, both basketball teams had amazing years this year. They just did phenomenally. The women's team, of course, went to the NCAAs. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah that they was They made incredible. the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men's team lost the championship game on a heartbreaker at the very end of it. Yeah. But they had great years, of course. Uh, this was the first year for Jimmy Riley after – Herb McGee retired. Mm -hmm. I mean, Herb was involved with this university for 55 years.
0: Yeah, I think his time here is so just, like, uh, I'm losing the word here, but it's so, I don't want to repeat it, but just memorable. That just, the legacy, that's the word. I was looking for the legacy that he's just left here. You know, I don't think there's been any coach here like that. And you can, even in sports, like, like, they'll talk about, like, his what he's left on the school and you know they kind of have a lot to
1: live up to right yeah. right uh, he's legendary oh yeah, yeah I, he, I think yeah he's he is he's is absolutely legendary mm-hmm. and yet you know if you talk with him he's so down to earth yeah he's he's so polite um he, he, he's a people person mm-hmm. uh, ju- just a, a delightful person to be around
0: yeah. Uh, I know you're a big sports guy, right? Yeah, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. do you have any, um, like, are you up to date on, like, all the Phillies? Are you more, like, Eagles and stuff like that? Uh,
1: I am first and foremost a baseball fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, my son and I have a mission to go to every possible baseball stadium we have. So there are 32 Major League Baseball parks. So 32 or 30, I forget. Anyway, we've been to all of them but one.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, all of them but
1: one. I've been to forty-seven. Major League Baseball stadiums, counting ones that don't exist anymore. Wow! In June, we're going to London to see the MLB games.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Cubs Cardinals playing two games that in June, wow. so we'll be there. We've been to <laughs> we went to a Dutch World Series game in Rotterdam I ten, don't twelve even years ago. Know
0: where that is? Wow. Uh,
1: it's probably about an hour by train south of Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and well, you talk about a world of difference. You know, World Series tickets here goes for hundreds to thousands of dollars. Yeah, we walked up half an hour before the start of the game. We bought general admission tickets for a couple of euros, mm-hmm. and we set the first row behind home plate. Wow! I don't think th- I don't think there were two hundred people in, in, in the entire uh, ballpark.
0: And just to have to gone to that must yeah. have been such a fascinating it experience. W- it was
1: phenomenal. We had yeah. such a great time. We still talk about it. Um, because of the pandemic, the Toronto Blue Jays could not play in Canada for the first half of the season last year. Was mm-hmm. it last year or the year before? I guess it was the year before. So they set up temporary locations in Dunedin, Florida, mm-hmm. and Buffalo, New York. So we got to both of those. Wow. Which was fun.
0: Do you uh, like to travel for sports and stuff like that?
1: We love to travel for baseball. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I leave tonight for Chicago.
0: Wow. My,
1: my son lives there. He's mm-hmm. about a mile from Wrigley, so we hope to go to the game on, on Sunday. Oh, well Oh, yeah.
0: I hope you have so much fun! Yeah, we're
1: looking forward to Do it. Do
0: you have like a favorite team, or are you Phillies fl- like born and bled? I'm sure. I
1: am. I am fully. Uh, I, I'm fully a Phillies fan. Mostly, yeah. Um But they're, you know, I'm, I'm okay with most teams. Yeah. Living in Reno, we followed both the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Living in Florida, the closest team at the time uh, was the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, for the most part, I'm okay with them.
0: Yeah, I um, my like friend is was super into like sports and everything, and I'm more of like I've always been more of like a concert kid. Like if my ah. parents always had like uh like okay, do you want to go to an Eagles game or do you want to go see like One Direction? I would be right. like little. I was always going for the concert. I was always into the live music. So I ended up um. I've now gone to a Phillies game. I've gone to two. I was one in high school, but now I've gone to, like, an actual, like, game and, like, saved the whole thing. And I went to my first Sixers game. Ah! Yeah, and I had I had never gone, and we went over a uh, winter break, and it was really fun. Uh-huh. And I think it's just been... Um, I'm glad that I finally can, like, experience now. I'm only from Westchester, so I'm only 40 minutes away, so it's not even, like didn't have the opportunity to go but it's now now that i like live here i'm like super into it like we watched the world series we watched every game leading up to the super bowl and um it was hard to get those eagles tickets though we yeah. tried yeah <laughs> we really really tried <laughs> i i think it's such a shame what yeah. happened there i can't even like talk about it but uh, um
1: it was crushing it was a crushing yeah, loss that
0: was a rough one we walked halfway to the train station and when we checked our phones it was over and it was like whatever it was 36 34 whatever it was and uh, we were like, all right, everybody pack all their stuff over We're going back home. <laughs> yeah, it was such a sad, sad day for and Philadelphia. It, yeah. it
1: was really, really, it was really a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, and, and I am an Eagles fan. My father was a huge Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. I think baseball still remains my number one love. Uh, my son and I go to the National Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony every year. Wow. We've been doing that since 1994. Mm-hmm. So 20, 25 years or so.
0: That's such a like yeah. a nice like yearly tradition to have yeah. is just go to that and I and it's really probably great for you and your son to have that to bond over and you know look forward to that every year.
1: We we have enjoyed that for many many years. Yeah, and it's been a great bonding experience. It, it, yeah. it's something that uh, unites us.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know I I've never like been into sports, but now after hearing that, maybe I gotta like. And Kate, um. I like, maybe we should go like check that out <laughs> or something go walk around like a baseball field because um we we're having this you're more than welcome to join us we're having the plier, uh flyers printed soon it's a faculty and staff um baseball game uh. it's versus students so we will have a flyer you're more than welcome to play you just got to email me and run rsvp i think right now we have um five uh, faculty with three people from career services um the head of Artie Tom is playing, and then Sean, our advisor. Mm-hmm. So right, that's our team. We haven't really gotten to ask a lot of the professors yet, but um, you're more than welcome to Thank come and play. Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Dale Michaels plays baseball.
0: I know. we got to ask. We and yeah. we have um counseling on Mondays and Wednesdays, me and Wren. And um, we're like, we don't want to just, like, not have a flyer and just be, like, word of mouth, be like, we're having this baseball game. You right. should come do right. it. But um, we uh, are – like planning that we're gonna have a band there too. Oh, that'd be fabulous! Yeah, so it's gonna be April twenty first.
1: We did have an uh, an intramural faculty softball team. Really? We played once a year against students. That lasted about three or four years mm-hmm. or so, and that just sort of went by the wayside.
0: Yeah, we we love like s- like silly like weird little activities because uh. it's like we could have another concert, but it's like eh, you know it's end of the semester. I guess it would be fun for people to come out and listen to music, but. Like baseball, you know, and it's we were literally sitting there in Tuttleman in the auditorium with like all ten of our club members that actually come to the meetings, and we're like, "What do you guys want to do?" And they were like, "Oh, you know, like another concert, another paddle of the pants And I was like, "Do you guys like baseball? <laughs> like, would that be like fun for you guys? Like, to be into that?" And then Rin automatically at first was like baseball like what i was like we're a radio station and i was like well you know it could be fun and then everybody was like oh we should totally do that as of right now got a lack of student players but i'll be playing and i think you know at least it'll be me and kate playing at least rin wants to to ump it so that'd be awesome yeah we're very very excited for that Um, Um, that um, sounds fabulous and you
1: mentioned concerts i've been a huge concert fan forever really and that was another source of of bonding with my son so we have uh, we've been to several concerts together. Do you have any nice. like
0: favorites?
1: My favorite, my absolute favorite, was the great David Bowie, who is now. Oh, uh, I would have deceased. loved
0: to see him in concert.
1: Oh, I bet I saw him a dozen times, maybe.
0: Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it, it, it was every time was just phenomenal. All sorts of different venues. I saw him at the Tampa uh, football stadium uh, there mm-hmm. in Tampa. I've seen him at the Tower Theater, um, the Camden waterfront the spectrum which is gone of course the wells fargo mm-hmm. uh, the electric factory and always just phenomenal yeah. uh... big springsteen fan i'll be going in august yeah
0: i love bruce springsteen yeah. yeah i would love to make it i know he was just in the city too uh, yep, a yeah, yeah. couple weeks ago yeah a couple
1: weeks ago tickets were a little too pricey for that but i did get the ones in um, in philadelphia um, ah he's fabulous my son and i we went to go see some forty one they're not running oh, around yeah, anymore yeah, I bet we saw. It, we were real groupies. We must have seen them <laughs> three or four times on the same wow. tour. We'd go here, we'd go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to meet the band.
0: Wow! Yeah, wow, that's so my fascinating. S- my
1: son got his got all their autographs. Oh on my on gosh! One of the Pictures and everything. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. my gosh! So that that was ju- that was truly a memorable moment. Yeah. You know, we've seen Aerosmith and Green Day and
0: uh, maybe like rock. Are you into rock music? Yeah, and everything oh yeah, like that? yeah. Wow, no, yeah. I would not have like guessed that at all. Uh, yeah. I know I look too old to be rock. No, a no, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. I just, you know, when you think of like rock music, you think of just like like I know for like me personally, like I listen to like I, I'm really basic, you know, like Indigo Girls and Liz Fair and all these old like '90s like like soft like rock ballad music but then i have rin on the other hand who's always playing like sublime Mm. and you know just always um trying to just shove all this like rock music in my face so it's just i always think of you know aggressive and i don't (laughs) know i just didn't for some reason i guess didn't think uh Sublime or uh, Sum Forty One behind the Sage Groupie and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. For you, that's
1: really really cool. First concert I ever saw was Elton John.
0: Oh my gosh! And then
1: of course I just saw his last concert here in mm-hmm. Philadelphia a, a few months ago. Um,
0: that was his farewell tour. That was right? his farewell tour. Yeah, yeah I
1: think he has done at this point. But who knows? He's had two farewell tours yeah. already. So I do remember that? <laughs> we'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, mm. We saw um, we saw Panic at the Disco, which that was. A phenomenal show. I
0: have seen th- my my mom's favorite band of all time is Fan- Panic at the Disco. I was Super into them when I was a little kid, and we have seen them. Which one did you go to? The one at Camden?
1: No, the one at the Wells Fargo Center, mm-hmm. and we were at the Upper Deck because uh, we were all the, the way one the back. this summer. No, this was um, this was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm but he had the piano and it raised I was at that one too. Were soup. you at that yeah, one? Yeah, I was yeah. at that one. Yeah. And, and I so buzzed. when it raised he was right there. We were, yeah. it was right in front of us. That's it was crazy. just phenomenal. Yeah,
0: that was like that was like July of like 2019 yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. it was
1: definitely before the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. there too. I used to love like um I was really into like 5 seconds of summer and for some reason that pipeline had led me to panic at the disco, but my mom was always super supportive of that one cuz she loved that guy and um my dad's friend. My dad does like, um kind of like like sales and stuff. So he knows a lot of people at the Wells Fargo. So I actually lucked out for that one. We had four seats, nice. so we were right in the on the floor. I'm like nice. I'm like a freak about concerts. Like if I'm gonna be there, I gotta be like front and center. Like this summer, me and Rin saw um, Phoebe Bridgers. Okay. At um, Asbury Park at the Stone Pony, and that I think uh, is my favorite venue of all time. I don't think I've I don't think anything is will live up to that. We went, we left my house at three in the morning. We got in line at six in the morning, and we were only thirty second in line. So there was people who were sleeping there overnight, and we were front row. Wow. And yeah, we did the same thing for like Rex Orange County at the Man that same summer, and then this summer we're going back to the Stone Pony because Kate. Their birthday's in June. So um, we're going to go see, like, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, which is their favorite band. I would never was really, like, into it. But now I'm going to have to start listening because it's coming up. And then we're seeing... Um, we're going to Queens for a reset. And it's, like, Boy Genius, which is Phoebe Bridger's super group and a couple other artists. But I'm sure we're going to have to be uh, bright and early in line. Wow. I, you yeah, know, uh, we're... S- I've made... Ren and Kate, like, super competitive about <laughs> concerts. Like, we saw um, Lucy Dacus, too, in probably, like, September, who's in Boy Genius, and um, we got there early again, And th- but there ended up being nobody there. And that was at Franklin Music Hall, which used to be the Electric Factory.
1: Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Um, do you have a favorite venue in the city that you like to go to?
1: I used to love the Tower. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's gotten a little old. I love the Met. I'd yeah. Uh, the Met mm-hmm. is just phenomenal Yeah uh, We've seen a couple of things there uh, They did such a beautiful I, I, I saw that house Or I saw the opera mm-hmm. uh, House for decades Just lying and swallowing And I'm like who's ever going to take care of this Yeah and they did just such a phenomenal job. It's beautiful. That, we,
0: Bevry uh, re- and Kate again. We do like everything together. Um, my favorite show of all time is it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I live and die by that show. I've been watching it since I was fifteen years old. I've seen every episode at least eight times. They had their live podcast there, and um, we went and uh, it was. We were also we were in row F on the floor, so we were super super wow. close. Yeah, and um, it was. Like it's such a beautiful venue to go to, and I, th- I think that was another really really like great experience that yeah. we had. Uh, yeah, um,
1: I, and that is probably my favorite venue. Mm-hmm. I do like the tower. I did like the Electric Factory. I haven't been to it since it's the Franklin Music Hall. Uh, I'm not as big on the big concert uh, venues. Yeah, yeah I much either. prefer the more intimate uh, scenes if we can. Yeah. Um, I never say no to going to a concert. Oh yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, I, that's so fascinating um, because I know I'm I'm the same exact way. Like, is we have um, there's this really cool app. It's called like Tick Picks or something, but it's tickets without the fees. Like they charge you on oh. Ticketmaster, and um, it's it's cha- it's life changing because you know you try to go and get these concert tickets, and then it's like, oh, okay, $23 a piece, oh, you know, it won't be that much. And then it's like, you look at it, and it's like $67.83. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, where did that extra $20 yeah, come from? Yeah, yeah. So um, I know my the one concert I wanted to make it to was the Taylor Swift, like Phoebe Bridgers extravaganza that's going on this summer. But it, it comes to a certain point where you're like, I'm not going to pay 500 to go to the link and then just go sit in the back row right? and right. yeah but i i totally i think that my my favorite venue in the city is probably actually my i don't even think it's in the city it will always be the stone pony mm. i i um do you like jersey like is there like a beach that you go to
1: i'm not a real big beach guy mm-hmm. um my sister has a condo in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, which w- which is nice um Probably, that's probably where I'd go if I was going to the beach. Yeah. Now, I've been to uh, the beach in Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. but I think my favorite beach was in Havana, Cuba.
0: Wow. Yeah, we went, again,
1: we went right before the pandemic when Mm -hmm. when they had just opened up the country to U.S. visitors. Uh, The the Cuban people were just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, The beach was amazing. I've never Mm -hmm. seen a more beautiful color of water and sand, and everyone's friendly, and we got massages on the beach. It was just a great experience.
0: Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I I would love to go to Cuba. I'm, I'm, I I'm. know you said that you're going to London this summer. Do you like going to Europe a lot?
1: We've been to Europe probably about a dozen times or so. Yeah. And yes, uh, every time I've gone to Europe, we've just absolutely had a wonderful time. Yeah. Um, um, Prague in the Czech Republic. My, my
0: mom just went – my brother's in the Pennsylvania Boy Choir, and they went to um, Prague, Morocco, and – Portugal this summer. Oh. Yeah. Portu-
1: Portugal's the one place I haven't been that I really want to get to. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that would probably be so fun. What was in Prague? What did you do in Prague?
1: Uh, we, we, we toured the city. They have an absolutely gorgeous town square mm-hmm. with, with the old clock. Um, we drank. We <laughs> ate. Yeah. We drank some more. what are you doing? you're doing. Um, you We did some sightseeing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Prague was just phenomenal. Yeah. My... Younger son mm-hmm. chose not to study abroad, so instead we went on a uh, two-week trip to Spain, oh, just the two of us, beautiful, which yeah. was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madrid. Mm-hmm. Us, the uh
0: did you go out to gibraltar i know that's my yes, yeah, no yeah. speaking of my monkey question yeah, speaking of yeah, monkeys, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: i'll have to i'll have to show you the picture i yeah. got a picture of this monkey sitting on oh, my head i would hand, love to see it yeah, yeah. yeah. my
0: m- i'm i'm very lucky with the family i was raised my grandmom is an extreme traveler um i don't know if you've ever been out to scotland but i just went this summer and um i was there for like 14 days in august and it I'd never seen anything so beautiful in my
1: whole where, life. Where in Scotland were you?
0: We went to, um, we flew in from Philadelphia to um, Edinburgh and we stayed um, at the Holyrood and we stayed right near where Arthur's Seat is. I was just me and my grandma, so of course we weren't going to go walk ar- like Arthur's Seat, but then we did like the castle. And so we did three days there and then we took the train to Inverness and went to Ulapool. We were gonna go to the Isle of Skye um, and just take the ferry over, but we ended up doing a lot of time in like Builth, which is um, right in the heart of Inverness, and uh, it was it was a really really great ah, trip. That yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, it was really really fun.
1: So I told you we're going to London for the ball game, so yeah. We're going to London, mm-hmm. and we're taking the train to Edinburgh so for four days or so, mm-hmm. and then we're flying to Dublin for four days, wow. and then we're heading home.
0: Uh, what time of the year are you going for the Fringe Fest? Because that's where we w- why we went is we went for the Fringe Festival okay. in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah,
1: we are there June twenty first mm-hmm. to July sixth. I think fifth or sixth.
0: My um weirdly during that same exact time period, my brother it's his senior year. We have no clue where he's going to school yet, but we do know that he's doing this London and Edinburgh um, kind of, like, fusion, like, c- for his choir. And they're going to sing at, like, St. Edward's or some mm. one of those huge cathedrals. So wow. if you see, a, like, a boy choir in the street at any okay. of those places, it'll probably be my brother okay. and my mom. And I, I know my grandma wants to go, too. So it'll probably be a whole uh, family.
1: That'd be awesome. Are you going to go?
0: I'm the dog watcher.
1: I Uh, was on the trip for a
0: little bit, but then they're like, uh, we have two um, yellow labs. It's the dad and then the baby of the dad and then my dog, who's this, like, 13-year-old black Labrador. And um, my mom, like, literally calls me today, and she's like, hey, yeah, um you're off the trip like uh. and i was like oh i'm off the trip <laughs> and she was like yeah 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 and she was like you just went to scotland you don't need to go back and uh. i was like I was like okay fair because that, that was my um like post pandemic like graduation right. slash right. you made it through your first year of college and you didn't fail out trip and so <laughs> yeah um but i'm i'm very excited for you so if you're think of me while you're over there oh, I will certainly do that yeah, i could have been what could have been yeah uh.
1: That would be fabulous, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. In fact, just, just yesterday, I booked the train from London to Edinburgh, so mm-hmm. I think we've booked everything. We're going to see Wicked on the West End. And then they have um, the Faulty Towers dining experience. I don't know if you know Faulty Towers. It was ranked the number one British sitcom ever Yeah, I know. Uh, with John Cleese. So they have people that... that dress as the actors and actresses from mm-hmm. that show and they apparently just insult everybody during the entire dinner oh, experience for two like hours so, so, so much fun. we'll do that as well yeah. yeah
0: oh I'm sure that'll be great um the, I'm sure during the summer too it'll be like the best time you can go because it won't be like cold and rainy or anything like that you'll right. get like I know we went at the beginning of August and I had bought sweaters and boots and I was so ready for it to be cold 80 degrees whole trip <laughs> whole trip i was just like I, w- I had to buy so many t-shirts and stuff like i bought like a like a cure like the cure like i bought like a bunch of the, the like at this like band store so every single picture instead of like these nice sweaters <laughs> i went to nordstrom and spent all this money on i'm wearing like the cure boys don't cry and i'm just like <laughs> posing on all these pictures
1: that's but hilarious yeah
0: oh i hope you have fun that'll be such a good trip um Wicked, I used to be really like in the theater. It's my, that's my grandma's favorite show is Wicked. Um, For Good is like her favorite song of oh all time. Wow. So I really hope that you enjoy your
1: trip. I saw it on Broadway, mm-hmm. but we're really looking forward to seeing it on the West End.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's like, it's. I heard it's a totally different experience. Yep, yep, yeah.
1: Yep, yep. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes.
0: I hope you have so much fun. Thank but you. Um. So we can begin to wrap this up once again. Thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me. Um, I like to end each podcast off on this question because I think um, not only does it um, highlight like what's going on currently, just as like a little bit of a time capsule thing too. Um, if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you say?
1: Oh my goodness. I would say what is badly needed in this world is the ability to listen mm-hmm. and the ability to understand the viewpoint of others. We spend so much time trying to talk over each other, diminishing what the other person has to say, and it creates these divisions which just escalate. Yeah. And that's not the way that we need to do things. Yeah. Um, and th- th- there's there's two arguments, t- there's two sides to every argument. And both sides, uh, first of all, mean what they say very sincerely. They hold it true to them. mm mm-hmm. We need to find a way to talk with each other, yeah. not over each other.
0: And I think um, a, a lot of um, – all two of my other guests that I've had on the show have also focused on empathy, which I think is yes. that everybody's kind of all together on that same page, that it's so important that people care about people. And I, I always like to ask that um, just because uh, I think it's just so uh, like weird to hear like oh, everybody's different answers but it all has to have the same skeleton. So I always like to ask that.
1: That emotional understanding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: um, Once again, thank you for listening, everybody. uh, My name is Mm Soph Corcoran. Thank you, uh, Dr. John Pierce, today for meeting with me. And don't be a stranger.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.